Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Chika Taylor. Today's topic is breastfeeding. Yes, we're going to be talking about breastfeeding. And a lot of people will probably say, why are we talking about breastfeeding? Because my goal in creating this podcast is to share information that can help us improve our lives in every possible way. Any way that I can think of that would give us an advantage, that would help put us on the right path, that's going to lead us in the direction where we're going to be healthier, we're going to be stronger, and we're going to be better. I definitely want to bring that information to your attention so you could go ahead on and make an informed decision. Now, at some point, the majority of people on this planet, they're going to become parents. They're going to become parents. And as a parent, they have the responsibility to provide care for their children, to provide a safe environment, to provide a loving environment, and to make the decisions that are going to have a positive impact on their children. That is the role and responsibility of a parent. And unfortunately, a lot of people do become parents without knowing what's their role and responsibility as a parent. Now, the majority of things that they come to know are the things that they see. The things that they see in their household, how they were raised as children, things that they see within that community, within that environment, social environment. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not really seeing the health benefits of breastfeeding. They're not seeing a healthy relationship between mother and child during that breastfeeding process and how the father is also included in that nurturing process as well. They're not able to see those things. So because they're not able to see these things, they really don't understand the meaning and the purpose of breastfeeding. They have no idea what breastfeeding is all about. In this modern technology that we're living in, in this modern world of um, scientific advancements and social media, a lot of times people don't really value the basic simple things that was that we used to do and the things that were done in the past. Now, I'm not saying that women are not still breastfeeding because some women are, but not enough women are breastfeeding. And not enough women understand the importance of breastfeeding. Not enough men understand the importance of breastfeeding. So that's the reason why I decided to do the podcast today. Because we want to give our babies definitely a head start. We want to give them the best possible nutrient that they can get. And it is a scientific fact that the best nutrient for a child is the mother's breast milk. This is a scientific fact. This is not Tika Taylor's opinion or this is not somebody's assumption. This is a scientific fact that the breast milk is the most perfect food, the most perfect food for a newborn baby. That is fact. We cannot dispute that. Now we're going to find out what happened. What changed things? How do we go from breastfeeding 100% of the time to breastfeeding to a percentage now? We have a percentage 
of women who are breastfeeding their baby babies and in reality we need to have everyone every mother who is physically able to breastfeed their child should be breastfeeding their children every mother who doesn't have a physical disease that impedes them or prevent them from breastfeeding their children should be breastfeeding their children every mother who is physically able to breastfeed their child should be doing that because obviously breast milk is the best milk is the only milk that human beings human babies should be consuming now let's just go ahead and give a little information because a lot of time people make decisions because they're unaware they are lacking understanding they are lacking knowledge and that's the reason why they make some decisions that may not necessarily be in their best interest now we're going to talk about what's in the best interest of the mother what's in the best interest of the child and what's in the best interest of the family when you breastfeed. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the pros and the cons. We're going to talk about the myths and the stereotype so people can have an idea. Now, the best time for you to make a decision if you want to breastfeed or not, is not when you're pregnant. It is way before you even conceive a child. Before you even conceive a child, you have to start thinking about, listen, when I have a child, I am going to breastfeed. So therefore, you're going to start preparing yourself way before you even conceive a child, physically conceive a child. You're going to start preparing your body. You're going to start making sure that you have a healthy lifestyle that is going to promote a healthy state. So when you do get pregnant, you'll be able to breastfeed your child. Now we're talking about prevention here. We don't want you to wait till you're pregnant And by that time, you could have certain health issues. By that time, you may have certain habits or lifestyle that's going to create a problem for you to breastfeed. So that's the reason why I want to bring this topic to the awareness of people who are at some point will become pregnant. We're not talking about the pregnant women right now. And of course, the pregnant women right now, if they haven't yet made up their minds, receiving this information may help them have a better understanding and they may choose to actually breastfeed their babies if they're physically able to do so. But as I was saying, it's very important for us to start right now to start dealing with establishing a healthy lifestyle. Every woman who is of childbearing age, every woman that is fertile, who can conceive a child, they have to keep in mind that one day they will be pregnant and they will breastfeed their children. So they need to start taking care of their bodies. So for us to have a discussion on breastfeeding, the first thing that we are going to talk about is just self-care. As a woman, you're going to provide good self-care for yourself. You're going to make sure that you don't develop certain habits such as poor eating habits. You're going to make sure that you give your body the proper nutrients so you can be healthy. You're going to make sure that you don't develop certain habits such as smoking, taking illicit or illegal drugs, or even abusing prescription drugs. You're going to make sure that you have a life that's not as stressful because stress-related diseases are real right? If you are predisposed to having certain illnesses, if you undergo a lot of stress, you will increase your chances of having those stress-related disease, high blood pressure, heart disease, and other ailments. 
So if you want to become a mother one day and you want to breastfeed your child, you're going to have to start right now. Right now when you're 18 years old, when you're 22, when you're 25, when you're 27, when you're 17, when you're 15, when you're able to take care of yourself. Because under the age of 18, you're a minor and you may not be in a position to make certain choices for yourself. So because of that, you know, you're not really planning about, you know, you're not really thinking about having a child when you're 15. But we do have young ladies who do conceive at 15. Yes, it's prematurely. They're not ready physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially, but it happens, right? We're talking about the people who are preparing one day, maybe in their 20s or early 30s to become mothers. So that preparation to breastfeed has to start early because you have to have a healthy body. You have to be in a healthy state. Now, of course, even though you may not be in perfect health, you still can breastfeed your baby. There are certain diseases that you have that may create a problem for you. And the problem it create for you may be that you're not able to produce sufficient breast milk or the milk is not of higher quality, meaning that you are not eating properly to be able to produce a breast milk that have the proper nutrition. Because the breast milk is going to be produced based on what you have in your body. So if you're not feeding your body properly, then you're not going to produce sufficient breast milk. Sufficient. Now, you may be producing some good quality breast milk, but it's not the sufficient amount that your child is going to need to be able to sustain his or her life. So before we even have a discussion about breastfeeding, we have to think about self-care for the mother, the mother-to-be, self-care. So you have to start thinking way ahead of time. Making sure that you're exercising properly, you're getting the proper amount of sleep, you're getting the proper amount of hydration, you're getting the proper amount of sunlight, proper rest, all those things, a reduction of stress, make sure you're eating healthy, all those things. Make sure that you are overall a healthy person. You have to be balanced. So once you become a mother, then we could be ready. Right? You know that you're ready. You did everything within your power to make sure that you had good health and you still have good health. Right Now, unfortunately, things do happen. Sometimes we do get sick. Sometimes you know, we do have ailments and problems. That's the reason why you have to take yourself to the doctor and get treatment. Right, Because a lot of the problems we have are treatable, are curable. So we can go ahead on and get these things treated so we could be healthy enough to breastfeed. Right? So let's talk about breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is a natural way for babies to receive their nutrients in order for them to survive. All mammals, all mammals that have produced milk, all of them breastfeed their babies. Okay, Without breast milk, newborn babies would die of malnourishment unless they receive artificial feeding. So babies are born with a natural reflex to help navigate them to locate their mother's nipples and to latch on. Immediately after birth, a child is placed on the mother's chest and instinctively, that baby will search for the mother's breast automatically. Automatically, this is a natural reflex. So that let us know that babies are made with the instinct to automatically breastfeed. Breastfeeding is not something that you have to teach a newborn baby. No one has to teach a baby to suck on the mom's breast, to get the milk from there. Nobody has to do that. 
This is a natural biological instinct that automatically takes place, not just with humans, all mammals, all mammals. So this is a natural thing. So all mammals breastfeed their babies, no exception, right? Now during pregnancy, the mother's body definitely prepares for the birth of her child, right? The mother's body is starting to produce something called colostrum, colostrum which is a clear golden fluid that's considered to be the first milk. Now, this fluid is very important for the health of the newborn baby. It is called liquid gold because it's a high concentration of vitamins, minerals, and proteins. Colostrum is essential because it provides protection for the babies against infections and disease. It contains antibodies white blood cells, and other properties to boost the immune system. It basically serves as the baby's first natural immunization. Colostrum acts as a laxative to help the baby clean out the bowels to prevent jaundice. This is something that happens. Now, colostrum is sufficient the first couple of days after birth. The baby doesn't require any extra supplemental feeding. The small amount of colostrum that comes out the mother's breast is all that is needed because the baby's stomach is not quite ready to receive anything else. This is the warm-up. This is the preparation. Now, the World Health Organization, UNICEF, and other agencies recommend that all babies should be breastfed immediately after birth until at least six months. This is the facts. Now, a lot of people don't understand that reality, that breastfeeding is a must. As I just said, breastfeeding is necessary, absolutely necessary, because the mother is passing down her natural immunity. She's giving the baby a natural immunological booster. That child is receiving the benefits of the mother's protection. All the disease that the mother's been exposed to, that child is getting protection from that disease. So if the mother doesn't breastfeed the baby, guess what? The baby's not gonna have that natural immunity. The baby's gonna be exposed to a lot of these diseases that's within that environment and that baby's not gonna have that protection. So that explains why some babies who are not breastfed, some of them become very sickly or frail because they're not giving the natural immunity that the mother provides them through the milk, the first milk, which is called colostrum. So it's very important. That breast serves a lot of purpose. And we're going to talk about the health benefits of breast milk. We're going to talk about that. But before, we want to just talk about that immunity. It's so important. A lot of babies, if they don't have that natural immunity, they will get sick. They will have chronic infections and some of them may die. This is something that's serious. In some communities, we have a high infant mortality rate, meaning that a lot of babies don't survive. They don't make it, especially the little preemies that are basically underweight. They're under five pounds. Sometimes they don't make it. Low birth rate or they're born ahead of their time. 
right? Mean that they didn't, they weren't carried for full term. Some of these babies, if they don't have breast milk, their lives will be complicated. They will face some type of medical problem. So it's very important that we understand the importance of breast milk. A lot of people don't understand that. They think, oh, it's just for food. Now, yes, it is for nutrients. Yes, it is. But the first couple of days, it's not just for nutrient. It's also passing on the immunity that the child desperately needs. Especially now that we live in a world that a lot of diseases are going on. We've always had diseases, you know, from the beginning of time to this point. We're constantly exposed to microbes and bacteria and viruses and fungi. We're constantly exposed to it. But it's okay if our immune system is strong. We don't have to worry about severe infections that, you know, kill us or disable us because we have strong immunological response. All right. So that is definitely one of the purposes that the baby need to receive breast milk. Need to. It's not an option. If the mother can feed the baby, it is absolutely necessary for the baby to receive this vital source of protection. Another reason why the babies need to breastfeed feed because it is a bonding process. Immediately after birth, the baby has to be placed on the mother's chest to connect to her skin, skin to skin. So she she or he can feel the mother's warmth and connection. Now, can you imagine this baby boy or girl was in the uterus for nine to 10 months, 40 weeks, up to 40 weeks. Now, very close and cozy and up and personal. And then when that baby is born, the baby is removed, taken away. That can be very shocking and traumatic. So the baby immediately after birth, the baby has to be placed on the mother's chest. If the mother is in good health, of course, if the mother is uh, in shock or the mother is she's sickly, of course, that's not possible, but that's the exception. Right? But if the mother is healthy enough, she needs to be able to connect with her baby. And that's what the breastfeeding process is all about. Because once that baby is placed on her chest, she or he finds the nipple and start, and start to drink from the mother's breast. That instant connection takes place. That instant connection like, yes, here I am on my mother. I've been in her wound. Now I am with her. I am on top of her. I'm cuddling next to her. So breastfeeding is very important for the bonding process. Immediately after birth, the baby needs to continue that bond with his or her mother. So breastfeeding is one of the ways that women can can bond with their babies. Now fathers can also connect as well, even though fathers cannot breastfeed. Fathers cannot breastfeed because fathers are not made to breastfeed. Now we have this new movement talking about chest feed. I mean, that is just ridiculous. That is ridiculous because that father's body was not prepared, you know, to nurture a child. Okay, that substance that's coming from the father's nipples obviously is not milk. It's not colostrum. It's not. All right, so the baby will definitely die from malnourishment if they're going to depend on sucking fluid from a father's chest. That makes no sense. But we do have this movement right now that men are putting babies on their chest 
and they're calling themselves chest feeding, which is very detrimental to the baby's well-being. Scientifically proven, you know, men don't produce breast milk. This is a fact. Whatever fluid is coming out their nipples is not breast milk. They don't have breasts. Okay, they didn't go to the pregnancy. They don't have the hormones that's needed to produce that type of milk. They don't. So biologically speaking, they're not equipped to do that. All right, so we have to get that clear. A lot of time we're being told to do things, and a lot of things that we're being told to do are basic nonsense. It makes no sense at all. We've been around for millions of years, and women have always breastfed their babies. Men don't breastfeed. Women do. We're talking about biological women. This is why they get pregnant, and this is why their bodies prepare for the baby by producing colostrum. And from colostrum, they start producing the full milk, right? And the babies connect and bond with their mothers. Now, babies can connect with their fathers. The fathers can hold the baby, take care of the baby, bathe the baby, soothe the baby, comfort the baby, and provide care along with the mother. That's how the fathers can connect. The fathers can connect to make sure that the mother stays healthy, that she is safe, that she's protected, she's nurtured, and she's provided for, and she's well cared for. The fathers can do that to make sure that the mother can produce ample breast milk. She can produce breast milk because she is in a safe environment. She is eating healthy food. She is getting the proper sleep as much sleep as she can having a newborn baby. She is being taken care of. She's, she's getting everything that she needs. That is the role of a father. His role is not to chest feed. That's not his role. He's not a woman. He's not a biological woman. He don't produce milk. It's the mother's role to breastfeed. And it's the father's role to make sure that that woman is cared for. She's nurtured. She's safe. And also, she's not stressed out. Because if she is under a stressful environment, she's being abused, right? She's in an unstable environment. She's in a dysfunctional environment. She's not going to be able to produce the milk that the baby needs. She's not going to be able to nurture and bond and connect with her baby. She's not going to be able to do that. So that's really the role of a father. That's his role to make sure that the mother and child are safe and both of them are taken care of. That is his role. Right? So breast milk is very important for the bonding process between mother and child. It's very important. Now let's talk about the health benefits of breastfeeding before we get into other stuff. Breastfeeding. Breastfeeding babies. Okay, This has been proven. This is a fact. This is not nobody's opinion. This is not a hypothesis or theory. This is a fact. Breastfeeding babies have lower risks of disease. If a child is breastfed, they are definitely protected from a lot of known diseases, infections, ear infection in particular, okay? Breastfed babies are are low risk for having ear infections and other infections, okay? Asthma, okay? Obesity, they're not overeating because they're going to eat exactly the right amount. They're going to drink, I should say, because they're not eating if they're breastfeeding. They are drinking breast milk, so they're never going to over consume the breast milk they're never going to take more than they need the mother is not going to overfeed her baby because breastfeeding is on demand meaning that when the baby wants to breastfeed the baby is not on a timer you're going to eat 
two every two or three hours. No, the baby is breastfed whenever the baby wants to eat. And the mother is available. The mother should be available for the baby when they need to be breastfed. That is the job of the father to make sure that the mother don't have to be going to work. She doesn't have to be taking care of the children. She doesn't have to be doing all the other extra work if she doesn't have to because he's around to make sure that everything is being run properly. And then you have other family members that may be around cousins, grandparents, aunties, uncles, other people in the extended family that can make sure that this newborn baby is is provided for in every way. And when they are providing assistance to the mother, they're also making her available to the babies. All right. That's just the way it is. All right. Now, babies don't suffer from inflammatory bowel disease at a higher rate if they are breastfed. All right. They don't have gastrointestinal infections. They have diarrhea, vomiting, gas, constipation. Usually babies who are breastfed don't have those problems. They really don't. They don't have skin disease like, you know, uh, eczema and uh, uh, skin irritations and inflammation. They don't usually have those problems because sometimes these things are caused by the allergy to cow's milk or soy milk from the formula. So breastfed babies usually don't have these problems. They don't have food allergies because they're not eating any food. They're not consuming, you know, uh, uh, cow's milk or uh, any other animal's milk. They're not consuming soy milk. So they don't have allergy, uh, er, uh, allergic reaction to, to any food because they're not consuming any. Right? And the majority of babies who are breastfed, they don't suffer from sudden infant death. Sudden infant death syndrome. All right, these mothers and fathers place their baby to go to sleep and they don't wake up. They, they, they die in their sleep. So people don't know why, but a lot of babies who are breastfed, they're not subjected to sudden infant death. They're not saying that they're totally exempt, not saying that, but the probability decreases of them suffering from sudden infant death when they are breastfed. They don't have a lot of respiratory problems. They don't have pneumonia and flus and other respiratory problems because they're being given the protection from their mothers. They have the protection. Their their immunological system is strengthened because of that breast milk. Okay, they have resistance to bacteria infections and other microscopic infections. They don't suffer from bacterial meningitis. Okay, they have fewer orthodontic problems. They have less cavities. All right, so babies who are breastfed, they don't go through all that. They don't suffer from all these common infections that babies who are breast, the babies who are bottle fed experience. Now they have less crying. Okay, they have less risk of childhood cancer such as leukemia. Okay, they usually have the ideal body weight or or they gain weight steady, okay? And usually they have higher intelligence scores. This is after they've done the research. So the information that I'm sharing with you is available on the web. You can look it up for yourself. Now, these are all the health benefits that babies who are breastfed get. So if your baby's gonna get this jump start, this head start, why not give your baby all this advantage that they are protected from getting these diseases? Their risks are lowered. Why not? If you want to give your baby a head start, you want to make sure that your baby has, you know, good opportunities to be healthy. That's the best thing to do is to provide the baby with breast milk. 
That is the best thing to do. Now, what are the advantages that mothers have? Because mothers have breast um, uh, advantages from breastfeeding as well. This is not something that's only beneficial to the baby, but it's also beneficial to the mother. It's been proven that mothers who breastfeed their children, they also have lower risks of certain diseases. They have a lower risk of breast and ovarian cancer. They have a lower risk of developing diabetes, specifically type 2. A lower risk of high blood pressure. Lower risk of arthritis and lupus. Okay? They release hormones. Oxytocin is released during breastfeeding. And that helps breastfeeding mothers reduce their stress and anxiety. And they suffer less from postpartum depression. That's something that we really have to look at. All right. And breastfeeding moms also have the advantage of losing their baby weight faster. It promotes faster weight loss after birth. Right. It stimulates the uterus to contract and return back to its normal size. They have less postpartum bleeding. They have fewer urine tract infections. And they are less anemic. They suffer less from anemia. Right? So this is something that is very important. If a woman wants to regain her pre-pregnancy weight, breastfeeding is definitely it. Woman wants to reduce her stress and her anxiety levels, breastfeeding is definitely it. Reduces her, her chances of having high blood pressure and cancer, lupus and arthritis is definitely it. All right? It's very beneficial for a mother to breastfeed her baby. Is very, very beneficial. I just talk about all the great benefits that we get from breastfeeding. It is something that should be done. Every mother, like I said, every mother should breastfeed their child unless there's a medical reason why they can't do it. Right? Now, we'll talk about in a few minutes the reasons why some women are not able to breastfeed their children, but for the most part, it is definitely one of the best things that can happen. Now, we do have some issues, you know, with the moms who breastfeed their babies, especially in a society where, you know, we do have sexism, we do have um, uh, patriarchy and misogyny. I mean, they do encounter some problems. They do encounter some problems. And that's the reason why a lot of women are not breastfeeding their children. It's not so much that they don't want to, but they do have a lot of issues that come up because they do live in a society where they don't feel safe. They don't, you know, feel that they can be the best version of themselves. They're not given opportunity to be healthy. They're not given opportunity for them to gain financial stability. A lot of women are not given those things. Now, obviously some women do have opportunity, you know, to get financial stability for them to do some things, but we do have the rest of the world. We do have some women, the majority of women are not in that position where they do have the opportunities that they need to prepare themselves to breastfeed, for them to reduce their rate of poverty and, you know, infections and, you know, addiction and all the other problems that can hinder them from breastfeeding. You know, I mean, sometimes they don't have the, the support system that they need. They don't have a, a, a living wage. They don't have a job where they can take three months, six months off and they're going to get paid. Because that, you know, we'll talk more about that. So let's just briefly talk about some of the concerns with breastfeeding. 
Now, sometimes mothers may run into problems breastfeeding because they don't have the proper support. That's the main reasons why a lot of women start breastfeeding and they stop because they really don't have the proper support. They don't have the proper education because they didn't see grandma do it. They didn't see mama do it. They don't have a lot of people in their families or within their inner circle breastfeeding. So they really don't know what is the proper way to breastfeed their babies. So because they don't know, then they get discouraged. They get discouraged from doing it or they develop some type of medical problems because they're not aware of when to breastfeed their babies, how to self-care, how to take care of their nipples. They don't know these things. And because of that, they can develop sore nipples. You know, the baby can end up biting on their nipples or they may develop some breast infections or skin infection around the breasts. All right. They don't know how to help the baby lash on properly. You know, they may have blisters on their nipples or they may have painful breasts. All right, a lot of these women, these are simple things that can be avoided if they are taught properly. If they are taught in the hospital before they leave how to properly care for their babies, how to properly breastfeed their babies. Now, these are the things that used to be taught by grandmothers and mothers back in the days. But since grandma and mother are not doing it no more, then these young ladies don't have anybody to teach them. They really don't. Now, the hospitals are supposed to be teaching them these things before they leave, but unfortunately, they don't. They don't, and we'll talk about why. Now, a lot of these mothers, maybe they lack sleep and they're tired and they're unable to function properly, and the baby can be demanding. Breastfeeding is on the clock. That means that you're going to have to breastfeed anytime the baby wants. And if the mother doesn't have the support system in place. She doesn't have a father in the house to help her with the other kids. She doesn't have a father around who may be cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry. She doesn't have family around or friends to help her. It can be pretty demanding for her to breastfeed a baby 24 hours and for her to take care of the younger children and for her to go to work and for her to clean the house, do the chores, cook, go shopping. It's just practically impossible to be able to do all these things. So breastfeeding is something that is natural, but it's supposed to be done in a support system. You're supposed to have a support system because if not, it can be very difficult to do. I mean, the act itself, breastfeeding itself is easy, but to make the time to breastfeed, to have the energy and the strength to breastfeed, you have to have a good support system. And this could be some of the problems that some of the ladies run into. And that's the reason why sometimes they're kind of discouraged from breastfeeding, right? It is a community effort, so to speak. It is a family affair. It's not something just a woman is going to do. Well, I'm just going to breastfeed. No, you need the support of your husband. You need the support of your, of the father of the child. You need the support of your family members. You need the support of your friends. It is a community effort. You see how breastfeeding brings everyone together? That is the whole purpose of it. It is the whole family involved. The older children are doing something. The younger children are doing something. The father's doing something. The grandma, the auntie, the cousin. Everybody is involved in that process to help mother and to make sure that mother is okay. And to make sure the baby gets whatever he or she needs. So we see how if we do have breastfeeding, how it is a whole family affair. And that brings the family closer. At the same time, we could see if we have a dysfunctional family, we have domestic violence, we have abuse in a family, we could see how that could make breastfeeding almost impossible. We could see that, all right? Now, let's talk about some of the reasons why people just don't breastfeed, right? Now, 
we're talking about, let's start with just the socialization. Okay, let's go back. Okay, socialization. That's the main reason why a lot of women don't breastfeed because they have not been socialized to do so. Okay, again, like I said a minute ago, they weren't raised in an environment where they saw their grandmother, their auntie, their cousin, the females in their families or the females in their neighborhood or the females in their community. They don't see that. They don't see women breastfeeding babies. And if they do see it, it's always a shame attached to it. There's always some type of negative stigma that is attached with breastfeeding. Now, certain communities, they don't encourage women to breastfeed. Breastfeeding is seen as something bad, as something disgusting, as something that is just indecent, like something nasty. So people don't breastfeed because they're socialized not to. They don't see breastfeeding as a natural thing. They don't see it as something that is supposed to be done. It is a biological need. It is something that will preserve the health and the life of the baby. They don't understand that. All right. The social environment they're in pretty much view breastfeeding as something nasty and disgusting, something that shouldn't be done. And the reason why they do that, because a lot of these societies that view breastfeeding as disgusting and something that's horrible or nasty is because they sexualize the human breast. They sexualize human female breasts. They, they sexualize it. They made it a sexual object instead of seeing it as something that is natural, something that the baby will one day use. Once they sexualize the breast, it's kind of hard to desexualize the breast. All right. So once they sexualize the breast, makes it, they made the breast a sexual object. Now, once the mother switch over to start breastfeeding a child, it seems kind of inappropriate. It seems as if it's something sexual that's going on. So a lot of people assume that the mother gets sexual stimulation from a baby sucking on her breast, which is absolutely not true. I've breastfed five children and I know there's nothing sexually stimulating about breastfeeding. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right. So, but a lot of people who live in patriarchal societies and modern patriarchal society, you know, all of a sudden, because the breast is sexualized, they see it as something that is totally inappropriate. They don't see the breast as something that is a functional part of a woman's anatomy. I'm going to say it again. They don't see the breast as a functional part of a woman's anatomy. That's important for the survival of her baby. They don't see the breast that way. They see the breast as a sexual object. That's what they do. They see the breast as a sexual thing. And once they sexualize the breast, once a baby is born and the woman is going to use the breast to breastfeed her baby, they can't desexualize it anymore. And that is the problem with sexualizing a woman, period, is to make her a sexual object. It's as if that is the only thing that she's good for is sexuality. In reality, a woman provides many things besides sexuality. She's a mother. She's a teacher. She's a healer. She's a nurturer. She brings so much more to the table besides just her sexualized parts. 
right? So again, that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people do not want to breastfeed because the breast has been sexualized because they have not seen their family engaged in breastfeeding. There's no intergenerational examples of grandmothers, mothers, daughters, aunties. You know, they're not seeing that. So they automatically assume that once they have a child, they're going to bottle feed that child by default. They're going to bottle feed that child by default. That is just the automatic thing. People are not having these type of conversation. They're having babies, but they're not talking about breastfeeding the baby. Because again, in their social environment, they can see that as something that's disgusting, something that's indecent, or something that's nasty, which is absolutely not true, right? So that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't do it. Now, let's talk about outside interference, okay? Outside interference, a lot of women, let's talk about here in America because I'm not going to talk about the rest of the world because I live in America and America is part of Western culture. So that's the reason why y'all hear me talk about Western culture because that's where I live, right? So now a lot of women are not breastfeeding because they have a lot of external influence. It's not because they don't instinctively want to do it. It's not because they don't have the urge to do it. Now, obviously, some women don't want to do it because of the external reasons. But some women do want to. But because they have the external pressure from family members, from friends, okay, from the medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry, because they have so much pressure, that's the reason why sometimes they just don't do it. They don't breastfeed because you have some of their family members who say, oh, no, you can't do that. We don't do that in this family. And unfortunately, it's coming from the women in the family. It's coming from the mothers, the aunties, and the grandma. Okay, that pressure is coming to these young ladies for them not to breastfeed. And it's a shame because a lot of these elder women, they were given that information that breastfeeding was for lower class people uh, breastfeeding made you more of a traditional woman it made you less liberated and because of that we have this generation this current generation they're not really thinking about breastfeeding because the mothers in the the who were babies in the 60s all right they grew up with the feminist movement in the 70s in the 80s and they were made to believe that Breastfeeding was not something that modern women do. They they were taught that breastfeeding is something that's associated with less modernized or less liberated women. And so a lot of the mothers who were born in the 60s, you know, they probably weren't breastfed because they started breastfeeding in the 1960s as well, in the 70s. And uh, a lot of these mothers are totally discouraged from breastfeeding their kids by their own mothers. All right? Because their mothers, they don't see it as a modern practice. It's it's, uh, deemed to be obsolete or old-fashioned or it's too traditional. It's not liberating or part of the modern women image. It's not seen as cool. All right? So because of that... A lot of the mothers sometimes discourage their their daughters from from breastfeeding. Now, the fathers sometimes, because of their ignorance, because of them being naive, they're being uneducated, they don't want the baby sucking on the breast because the breast has been sexualized. All right? And they don't understand that, you know, when the baby's born now, you know, that role has to be put down for a minute. You know, I mean, the 
breast is no longer a sexual thing. The breast becomes, you know, food for the baby. And some fathers don't want to lose that benefit or the privilege. Sometimes they don't really encourage, you know, their wives or the mother of their children to breastfeed. Right now, the medical industry, a lot of times, you know, they really don't encourage women to breastfeed. They don't really talk about it. All right. When women go to the doctor, you know, doctors are not telling them, listen, you know, hey, I'm not saying all doctors, but a lot of doctors not telling them that, hey, the best thing for your child is for you to breastfeed. And let's start talking about it. You know, the minute that woman find out she's pregnant, a lot of these doctors are not preparing these women to breastfeed. They're not including it as part of, you know, the treatment plan that they have for them. Not that pregnancy is a disease state, it's not. You know, if they're providing other prenatal care, why not start preparing these women to breastfeed? You know, don't wait until they have the baby to say, hey, you want to breastfeed? I mean, by that time, you know, I mean, a lot of them don't really have enough information to make an informed choice. So a lot of the medical doctors don't prepare them. Now, the pharmaceutical company, a lot of them do produce a lot of these baby formulas. They're, 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 they're into the baby formulas. All right. The baby formulas, they are doing a hard sale. They are advertising. They're promoting the bottle feeding. You know, they are behind the, the formula companies. I should say the formula industry. All right. They pretty much convinced women that formula was just as good or better than breast milk. This is the advertisement. All right. Basically, formula was not to replace breast milk. Formula was to supplement, you know, for the women who weren't able to breastfeed their children. That's what the initial purpose of breast uh, using the formula was. The formula was not to replace breast milk. It was supposed to just be a temporary supplement for the women, for whatever reason, who weren't able to produce their own milk. All right. Initially, that's what it was about. It was only for the babies who weren't able to access their mother's breast milk. It wasn't for common usage. It wasn't that all babies were supposed to be bottle fed using formula. It wasn't supposed to be for that. But the formula companies or the formula industry, they've made billions of dollars. So of course they're going to encourage women to bottle feed instead of breastfeed. Because if every woman decided to breastfeed her child, guess what? The formula companies would go out of business. They would simply go out of business. They wouldn't be able to sustain their business because they need mothers to bottle feed their babies in order for them to keep their business alive. Now, unfortunately, the United States government also encouraged low wage or poor women to bottle feed because they do provide them subsidy. They do provide them assistance. All right. They do provide them assistance with getting the baby formulas. It's unfortunate, but they do. They provide them with what we call WIC. It's assistance to women and children. Instead of them acknowledging the health benefits of breastfeeding and encouraging the poor women to breastfeed, helping them with the food supplement that they need to be able to to produce enough breast milk, what they're doing is that they're encouraging them by giving them free formula. This is the problem. They're giving the women free formula. 
free formula. So if they're giving them WIC, which is women and children, a, a supplement program, if they're giving them free coupons for them to go get the milk, of course that's going to discourage the women from actually breastfeeding their babies, right? And also at the hospital, the farm, the formula companies, I keep saying pharmaceutical because it's similar to a pharmaceutical company because this is artificial feeding. It's not normal. It's not natural. Babies are not supposed to be drinking cow's milk and soy milk. They're not supposed to do that. Now at the hospital, the hospitals are providing free introductory samples of formula milk instead of offering education support and needed resources for breastfeeding. That's what the hospitals are doing. They're not encouraging women to breastfeed their children. They're not. They're not encouraging them to do that. They're giving them free samples of formula. Sometimes they'll give them a whole month supply just to encourage them. Now, obviously, the medical company is working, the hospitals, which is included as far as the medical industry, they're working with the formula industry. They're providing these women with free milk, free formula milk in the hospital. So how can they go home and start breastfeeding their babies when they already start breast bottle feeding in the hospital? Right? And some of these women, they don't know any better. That's the reason why they accept it because they really don't have enough education. Nobody's informing them about the health benefits of breastfeeding their child. And it was also as part, it becoming part of the bonding process. Now also on a societal level, bottle feeding is associated with economic wealth, having influence and status. Breastfeeding is believed to be a poor woman's role because she doesn't have an option. So a lot of women, because they are modernized, because, you know, they do make a good salary, all right? Maybe because they, they, they work hard, you know, they think they want to provide their babies the best of everything. And the, the formula companies are telling them that um, bottled milk is just as good as breast milk. And because of that, a lot of these women are falling for the trick. All right, this is called false advertising. A lot of these formula companies are misleading women, telling them that bottle feeding is just as good as breast feeding, which is not true. There's no comparison at all. There's no comparison at all. Now, socially speaking, a lot of women see breastfeeding as tying them down because breastfeeding ties the woman to her baby. All right. I mean, it pretty much kind of dictate that she can't be too far away because the baby is going to need to be fed. So the baby has to be with the mother or she can't be too far. And a lot of women, because of their modern stance, because of their modern lifestyle, they want to be away from their babies because they want to do activities that may not you know, allow the baby to be close to them. Uh, they may want to engage in recreation activities, hobbies. They want to do certain personal uh, self-care uh, rituals that they can't bring their babies along. And because of that, some women feel that they want to maintain the same lifestyle they had prior to the baby. So bottle feeding will be easier for them because that allows anybody to bottle feed. 
If they're breastfeeding, that's going to stop them from going places and doing things. They can't be away from their babies for too long. Now, even if they choose to breast, you know, they use they use the breast pump to to uh, pour the breast milk into a bottle. Even then, they can't be away too long because they're going to start to feel it in their breasts. So a lot of women, you know, are afraid to bottle feed because they do want to maintain the same lifestyle that they had before, right? So it becomes a personal preference, right? Because each individual, they have the right to choose. Some women don't want to breastfeed for their own personal reasons, all right? You know, maybe that's going to stop them from achieving certain specific career goals, because a lot of women, if they breastfeed, they're going right back to work and they're not going to be able to breastfeed the baby there at work. And they definitely don't want to pump their, their milk and save it, preserve it for the baby. That's just too much work for them. Or maybe it's inconvenient or maybe it's something that's difficult. It's causing them some type of hardship, All right? Maybe they want to achieve certain fitness goals. Maybe they feel like breastfeeding is an extension of being pregnant all over again. Maybe they want to return to their pre-pregnancy lifestyle. And because of that, a lot of women don't want to breastfeed, right? Now, one thing about life, everything is definitely a choice, right? Now, we have to deal with the consequences of our choices. Now, there's ways that they can still maintain their personal space, maintain their independence, maintain their own choice in terms of lifestyle, and still breastfeed their children. There's ways that they can do that. Right, but some people don't want to explore the option. It's just not something that they want to do. Now, relationship issues. Some women, okay, their intimate partners, their husbands, their lovers, they don't want them to breastfeed due to different reasons. It could be because of fear, their own insecurity, shame, guilt, ignorance, or they don't want, you know, their mate to be so emotionally and physically intimate with their child. Some people are, you know, they're kind of emotionally insecure. All right. They really have some issues. They don't like the mother spending so much time with the child. Okay. They can't see their mate as a lover if she's breastfeeding. I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, another reason why some women don't want to breastfeed is a lack of time. Some women do not have the time to allocate to breastfeeding their children, especially if that's their way of uh, earning their income. Right, especially if a lot of their time is consumed by a job. All right, it's the lack of time. It's not because they want to do their own personal hobbies, but they just have to work. A lot of women who are living in poverty or who are in low income bracket, they just cannot breastfeed because they work long hours and sometimes they have multiple jobs. They just to make ends meet. Okay. They have to be the one to bring home the bacon. They have to be the one to provide for the family. They don't have the option to breastfeed, so they believe. So because of that, they go ahead on and they do what? They bottle feed. They bottle feed because they cannot afford, you know, to not work. It's unfortunate, right? And some women, they have so much responsibility. They're working. They're taking care of other children. They're taking care of other family members, their career, their professional women. They don't have the time to breastfeed due to the high demands of their job. Sometimes they're traveling. They have a lot of responsibility, a lot of duties. They just have too much on their plate. So because of that, sometimes they don't breastfeed. Now, some women don't breastfeed because they got medical problems. 
Okay, some women with medical conditions may not be able to breastfeed their children due to their the medication that they're taking. Okay, if they're taking medication for chronic conditions, medical disorders, you know, that could be very taxing and overwhelming on their bodies. Now, that produces a lot of stress, which affects their breast production, their breast milk production and quality. Some women who are using drug and alcohol, if they, especially if they're addicted, right? You don't have to be addicted, but if you're using drugs and alcohol, it's not a good idea to breastfeed. And some women have active addictions and they cannot stop. It's out of control. So that's the reason why they can't breastfeed their children. Some women have eating disorders, right? They're not able to eat the proper amount of food for them to be able to produce the right amount of breast milk and amount of quality of breast quantity of milk and quality of milk some women are victims of domestic violence and they just cannot breastfeed their babies and deal with the high level of stress and dysfunction and confusion in the family it's impossible they can't do it some women have mental health disorders they're not able to focus they're taking medication for the mental health disorder that may interfere with them breastfeeding their babies they are emotionally and mentally unstable Right? Some women just have poor diets, insufficient nutrients. They are afraid to breastfeed their baby because they think their baby may not be getting the proper nutrition. They think the baby may die from malnourishment. So because of this fear or concern, they think it's safer for them just to bottle feed their babies. That's the reason why they say, hey, I'm not sure if my baby's getting the right amount. I'm not sure if I'm producing the right amount. So let me go ahead on just to be safe. Let me just go ahead on make sure I feed my baby the bottle. I know exactly how much they're getting. Now, breastfeeding issues. Some women have what they call breast engorgement. They have cracked nipples, sore nipples, breast infections, the baby not latching on, insufficient milk supply. They don't have the support they need to successfully breastfeed their babies they don't have no breast pump you know nobody's providing them assistance or direction so these are some of the reasons why some women don't breastfeed it's very simple all right now we do have laws that recently been passed in the united states it's called the patient protection and affordable care act all right it requires employers to provide break time in a private location for women to nurse if they bring their babies to work some employers don't allow that sometimes they have a nursery or daycare close by okay some companies provide women with break periods so they can go ahead on and breastfeed their babies or they provide them with privacy where they can go and 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 uh, use a br- a breast pump to to pump the breast milk Okay. Now also Medicaid as a health insurance is required by the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act to provide coverage for all recommended preventive services to include breastfeeding education. So the women, the poor women who are receiving Medicaid, they are provided preventive services. Okay, which includes breastfeeding education, lactation consultation, and breast pumps. Some of these benefits are not available for the majority of the people in 14 states. Even though the law requires them to be given 
breastfeeding education. A lot of these women do not get breastfeeding education. Now, a lot of these jobs don't give these women extended time off. They're not flexible. All right. So a lot of these women do want to breastfeed, but they have so many issues. Now, this is definitely one of the issues that should be brought, you know, to the politicians. These laws need to be changed. Society's perception of breastfeeding should be changed because it is definitely one of the greatest things, one of the greatest advantage any mother or father can give their child. Thank you.